greetings from St Bride's Church, Fleet Street, here in the very heart of the City of London. We're delighted that you're able to join us for this podcast. We've been offering these online acts of worship every week since the first lockdown began, almost a year ago now. Each act of worship combines archive recordings of our choir and congregational singing with newly recorded readings, intercessions and sermons. We've kept a candle burning here on the altar each day since the very start of that first lockdown as a sign of hope, even when our doors have been closed. And we think about you and give thanks for you each day when it is lit. Do please leave a comment or a like as you listen to our service. It's always good to hear from you. And if you would like to donate to help support these online services, you'll find details in the accompanying text. Now, may the light and hope of Christ be with us all as our worship begins. Jesus was in the wilderness 40 days, tempted by Satan, and he was with the wild beasts, and the angels ministered to him.
The Lord be with you. Please be seated. Hello, everyone. A very warm welcome to St. Bride's to our choral Eucharist on this, the first Sunday of the season of Lent. Wherever you are in the world, and however you're listening to us, we hope that you will feel that you are very much part of the St. Bride's family. We begin now with our opening prayer. Let us pray. Almighty God, to whom all hearts are open, all desires known, and from whom no secrets are hidden, cleanse the thoughts of our hearts by the inspiration of your Holy Spirit, that we may perfectly love you and worthily magnify your holy name. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. The sacrifice of God is a broken spirit. A broken and contrite heart God will not despise. Let us come to the Lord, who is full of compassion, and acknowledge our transgressions in penitence and faith. Almighty God, our Heavenly Father, we have sinned against you and against our neighbour in thought and word and deed through negligence, through weakness, through our own deliberate faults. We are truly sorry and repent of all our sins for the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, who died for us. Forgive us all that is past and grant that we may serve you in newness of life to the glory of your name. Amen.
almighty God, who forgives all who truly repent, have mercy upon you, pardon and deliver you from all your sins, confirm and strengthen you in all goodness, and keep you in life eternal, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Almighty God, whose Son, Jesus Christ, fasted 40 days in the wilderness and was tempted as we are, yet without sin. Give us grace to discipline ourselves in obedience to your Spirit. And as you know our weakness, so may we know your power to save. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who is alive and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. The Old Testament reading is taken from Genesis chapter 9, beginning at the 8th verse. Then God said to Noah and to his sons with him, Behold, I establish my covenant with you and your descendants after you, and with every living creature that is with you, the birds, the cattle, and every beast of the earth with you, as many as came out of the ark. I establish my covenant with you that never again shall all flesh be cut off by the waters of a flood, and never again shall there be a flood to destroy the earth. And God said, This is the sign of the covenant which I make between me and you and every living creature that is with you for all future generations. I set my bow in the cloud, and it shall be a sign of the covenant between me and the earth. When I bring clouds over the earth and the bow is seen in the clouds, I will remember my covenant, which is between me and you and every living creature of all flesh. And the waters shall never again become a flood to destroy all flesh. When the bow is in the clouds, I will look upon it and remember the everlasting covenant between God and every living creature of all flesh that is upon the earth. God said to Noah, This is the sign of the covenant which I have established between me and all flesh that is upon the earth. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God.
The epistle is taken from the first letter of Peter, chapter 3, beginning at the 18th verse. For Christ also died for sins once for all, the righteous for the unrighteous, that he might bring us to God, being put to death in the flesh, but made alive in the spirit, in which he went and preached to the spirits in prison, who formerly did not obey, when God's patience waited in the days of Noah during the building of the ark, in which a few, that is, eight persons, were saved through water. Baptism, which corresponds to this, now saves you, not as a removal of dirt from the body, but as an appeal to God for a clear conscience through the resurrection of Jesus Christ, who has gone into heaven and is at the right hand of God, with angels, authorities, and powers subject to him. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God.
hear the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to Mark. In those days, Jesus came from Nazareth of Galilee and was baptized by John in the Jordan. And when he came up out of the water, immediately he saw the heavens opened and the Spirit descending upon him like a dove. And a voice came from heaven, Thou art my beloved Son, with thee I am well pleased. The Spirit immediately drove him out into the wilderness, and he was in the wilderness forty days, tempted by Satan, and he was with the wild beasts, and the angels ministered to him. Now, after John was arrested, Jesus came into Galilee, preaching the gospel of God and saying, The time is fulfilled. And the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent and believe in the gospel. This is the gospel of the Lord. May I speak in the name of the living God, Father, Son and Holy Spirit. Amen. On this first Sunday of Lent, I can't help but note that it's also the second Lent of the pandemic. Whilst this is always a season with a particular call to prayer and reflection, we face it this year with what is, I expect, a more realistic sense of the extent of our control over our lives and our world than we are ordinarily capable of. Despite the challenges and difficulties of these days, I want to point to ways in which we might face them in a way that might draw us closer to God, because I expect that for many of us, the prospect of penitential self-examination might feel like the last thing that we need at the moment. Over this past year, all of our usual ways of marking the seasons and festivals of the Christian year have been disrupted. As a result, we've been prompted to examine these practices, to recognise and to appreciate their significance. Our celebrations have been incomplete, certainly, but not without their unique blessings. And I expect that the experience of these days we'll have a legacy in future, having refocused our appreciation and pointed us towards areas of new life. As we reflect on these days of Lent, let's look first to today's readings. Our Old Testament lesson this morning told of God's covenant with Noah and with every living creature and all future generations that never again shall all flesh be cut off by the waters of a flood. Our epistle suggested that as Noah and his family were saved through water, so we are saved in the waters of baptism through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. In our gospel, 
we heard of Jesus's baptism in the Jordan River and that the spirit immediately drove him out into the wilderness and he was in the wilderness 40 days tempted by Satan and he was with the wild beasts and the angels ministered to him. Now, as the Church of England's introduction to the season tells us, Lent may originally have followed Epiphany, just as Jesus's sojourn in the wilderness followed immediately on from his baptism. But it soon became attached to Easter as the principal occasion for baptism and for the reconciliation of those who'd been excluded from the church, church's fellowship for apostasy or serious faults. This history explains the characteristic notes of Lent, self-examination, penitence, self-denial, study, and preparation for Easter, to which almsgiving has traditionally been added. As the candidates for baptism were instructed in Christian faith and as penitents prepared themselves through fasting and penance to be readmitted to communion, the whole Christian community was invited to join them in the process of study and repentance, the extension of which, over 40 days, would remind them of the 40 days that Jesus spent in the wilderness being tested by Satan. Those 40 days also echo the 40 years that the Israelites spent in the wilderness before their entry into the promised land, flowing with milk and honey. The reference to the wild beasts and the angels who ministered to Jesus might remind us of the story of Elijah, who experienced two periods in the wilderness. The first after he had delivered unfavourable prophecy to King Ahab, the second when he fled in fear from the threats of Queen Jezebel. In both instances, God met him there and transformed his life. When Jesus was baptised in the River Jordan, the Spirit immediately drove him out into the wilderness. Elsewhere in the Gospels, we read of Satan's temptations inviting Christ to direct his energies to satisfying himself rather than in service to his heavenly father. This isn't an incidental aside, but rather a significant moment that sets the direction for Jesus's ministry. As we look forward to these 40 days of Lent 2021 then, how might this experience be useful in our spiritual development? I realise that for me, the experience of the past year has felt like an extended period in the wilderness in many ways. The time spent in the small spare room in our home in Lewis in front of a screen has something of the quality of a monotonous landscape. Spending my time in health protection response to outbreaks in care homes and elsewhere, rather than initiatives to improve services or population health, which is far more what I'm used to, has held a sense of threat and fear. For me, these days can be likened 
to the crossing of hostile terrain, but where too often I've been distracted by circumstances and anxious as to how safety and comfort can be secured. The call of these days is to accept my predicament and relinquish the pursuit of personal control, recognising the many blessings of my life, its source and its redemption. Bishop Sarah and the London College of Bishops have published a Lent book this year titled Rooted in Love. She makes reference to Paul's letter to the Ephesians, where he explains that it is when our whole beings are rooted in Christ and the foundation of our hearts are established in the love of God that we will be able to grow in maturity, to persevere despite the trials that we face. The reason this is so important, Bishop Sarah points out, is that life has the habit of exposing us to challenges that cast a shadow over any superficial understanding of the love of God, so that we, like the psalmist, find ourselves asking, How long, Lord? Where are you? Why have you forsaken me? It is knowing Christ as the true happiness of life, as St. Augustine puts it, that will save us. For he endured suffering so that he might shower blessing on those who trust in him. The desert fathers and mothers who from the third century lived as hermits in the desert and shaped the monastic traditions of the church pointed to the indifference of the wilderness that can release us from the demands of the endlessly anxious ego and teach us to ignore the inessentials of our lives, enabling us to transcend the false self, obsessed with our desires, our status, and managing the impressions of others. In these days of Lent 2021, the metaphorical desert cell may feel close at hand. Indeed, we might feel that we've been imprisoned there. We remind ourselves then that the desert can be a place of liberation, a place to set aside our demons, a place to root ourselves in the eternal love of God from which nothing can separate us. Thanks be to God. Amen. Let us now stand and affirm our faith in the words of the Creed. We believe in one God, the Father, the Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all that is seen and unseen. We believe in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only Son of God, eternally begotten of the Father, God from God, light from light, true God from true God, begotten not made, of one being with the Father. Through him all things were made, for us and for our salvation. He came down from heaven, was incarnate from the Holy Spirit and the Virgin Mary, and was made man. 
For our sake he was crucified under Pontius Pilate. He suffered death and was buried. On the third day he rose again in accordance with the scriptures. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead, and his kingdom will have no end. We believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son is worshipped and glorified, who has spoken through the prophets. We believe in one holy, Catholic and apostolic church. We acknowledge one baptism for forgiveness of sins. We look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we pray for clarity of vision and fair-minded decision-making among leaders of the nation. For these qualities will inhibit the bewilderment overwhelming people such that they shy away from protecting themselves and others. Dear Lord, we pray for those grieving for a loved one, having never expected Emma or Omar to be poisoned by an invisible worm out of the blue, who thought with certainty that the head of their loved one would always be there on the pillow every night in the many years to come. It would be a faraway future when the pillow would be bare, and there would be no more joy, conversation, and reassuring habits of the everyday to share. Help them to realise, dear Lord, that with loss there is hope. The nightingale will sing. We pray for the healthcare workers, never named, never famous, simply of the ordinary, who have looked after our loved ones. We pray, too, for other members of the ordinary, those who put out our fires, patrol our streets, drive our buses, conduct our trains, clean our streets, deliver our post, lock our garden gates at dusk. We pray for those who long for someone to touch, for someone to touch them, who feel as if their grip on reality is weakening. Help them to overcome their despair, dear Lord. Lord, in your mercy... We pray for businesses which may not survive, thus putting jobs at risk and families in fear of having no money to pay for electricity, gas and basic provisions. They dread the shame of having to depend on others. We pray for our children who miss playing hide-and-seek in the park with their school friends. We pray for our university students. May they have the chance to savour a traditional student life imbued with intellectual and spiritual discovery. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. We pray for all those working in the media who, in the face of closed doors and censorship, determine to keep us informed about the world around us. In light of the home community of St Brides, we pray for our Sunday Club children, We thank them for sharing their good news with our newsletter. We pray for Alison and Jeff, always there to comfort and listen. Our verger, our devoted staff, Claire and James and Sally, our church wardens and our choir. 
We pray for the welfare of the Saint Bride's community throughout the world. Dear Lord, in light of the season of Lent, a time for reflection and self-sacrifice, help us in the coming weeks to always think of the other and do for the other with charity and compassion. Merciful Father, accept Accept these prayers for the sake sake of your Son, our Our Saviour, Jesus Jesus Christ. Christ. Amen. Amen. Will you please stand? Since we are justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, who has given us access to his grace. The peace of the Lord be always with you.
blessed are you, Lord God of all creation. Through your goodness we have this bread to offer, which were earth has given and human hands have made. It will become for us the bread of life. Blessed be God forever. Blessed are you, Lord God of all creation. Through your goodness we have this wine to offer, fruit of the vine and work of human hand. It will become our spiritual drink. Blessed be God forever.
Accept our praises, Heavenly Father, through your Son, our Saviour, Jesus Christ. And as we follow his example and obey his command, grant that by the power of your Holy Spirit, these gifts of bread and wine may be to us his body and his blood, who, in the same night that he was betrayed, took bread and gave you thanks. He broke it and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take, eat. This is my body which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, after supper, he took the cup and gave you thanks. He gave it to them, saying, Drink this, all of you. This is my blood of the new covenant, which is shed for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this as often as you drink it, in remembrance of me. Therefore, Heavenly Father, we remember his offering of himself made once for all upon the cross. We proclaim his mighty resurrection and glorious ascension. We look for the coming of his kingdom, and with this bread and this cup, we make the memorial of Christ, your Son, our Lord. Great is the mystery of Christ has died. Christ is risen. Christ will come again. Accept through him, our great high priest, this our sacrifice of thanks and praise. And as we eat and drink these holy gifts, in the presence of your divine majesty, renew us by your, holy, by your spirit, inspire us with your love, and unite us in the body of your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Through him and with him and in him, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, with all who stand before you in earth and heaven, we worship you, Father Almighty, in songs of everlasting praise. Blessing and honour and glory and power be yours for ever and ever. Amen. Let us pray with confidence as our Saviour has taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory, for ever and ever. Amen. We break this bread to share in the body of Christ. Though we are many, we are one body, because we all share in one bread. Draw near with faith. Receive the body of our Lord Jesus Christ, which he gave for you, and his blood, which he shed for you. Eat and drink in remembrance that he died for you, and feed on him in your hearts by faith with thanksgiving. We do not presume to come to this your table, merciful Lord, trusting in our own righteousness, but in your manifold and great mercies. We are not worthy so much as to gather up the crumbs under your table, but you are the same Lord, whose nature is always to have mercy. Grant us, therefore, gracious Lord, 
so to eat the flesh of your dear Son, Jesus Christ, and to drink his blood, that our sinful bodies may be made clean by his body, and our souls washed through his most precious blood, and that we may evermore dwell in him, and he in us. Amen. Let us pray. Lord God, you have renewed us with the living bread from heaven. By it you nourish our faith, increase our hope, and strengthen our love. Teach us always to hunger for him who is the true and living bread, 
and enable us to live by every word that proceeds from out of your mouth. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Almighty God, we thank you for feeding us with the body and blood of your Son, Jesus Christ. Through him we offer you our souls and bodies to be a living sacrifice. Send us out in the power of your Spirit to live and work to your praise and glory. Amen. Christ, give you grace to grow in holiness, to deny yourselves, take up your cross and follow him. And the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit be among you and remain with you always. Amen. Amen. <laughs>